What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here at my apartment with Mike K, recording the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. Maggie is here as well. I don't know where she went. Don't, don't sell yourself short. This is kind of a house. It's kind of a it's townhouse. Like a, yeah, it's like a townhouse. It's a tweener. It's a tweener. <laughs> it's a tweener. It can play it in a three position. It, it can is, play yeah. in a three four. It can play in a four three. We're just not sure what it's best at. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're back. Uh, our first like official off season pod. We're going to be doing a little looking ahead. There's still some coaching search stuff to talk about. Um, the most newsy thing to happen since we last talked to you guys was Corey Unlin kind of surprisingly leaving. Maybe the fact that he's leaving isn't a surprise, but that he was hired as a defensive coordinator for the Lions. I mean, it makes sense if you think about uh, Matt Patricia and him got their start together mm-hmm. with the Patriots. Um, I think Unlin has the personality of a guy who could like run a defense. He won't call plays there anyway. I'm sure he'll probably coach up defensive backs or something like that. But what would you make of that when you saw that news? He's a charming guy, and I think he can he can work a room, and I think that helps you when you're basically a pre-game coordinator. You know, you're you're working to fit the pieces in. You're not necessarily calling the plays. He's a guy that there are players in that locker room who really appreciated him, the ones that mattered, and you know, Roddy McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins, I guess Jalen Mills. Um, I don't know, I'm not going to speculate and say this was a situation where if he didn't get the job, maybe he's not back, a Sean McDermott situation, but I think this is a situation where everybody kind of worked. It, it worked out for everybody in the end. I think it was time for a new voice in the DB room. I, I think Tim Houck has done a pretty good job with the safeties. I'd expect him to stay, but I think from a DB coach standpoint, I think the mixture of Jim Schwartz and, and Corey Unlin got a reputation for playing favorites, and I'm wondering if the strategy towards the cornerback specifically changes now. I also I mean, think they might re- revamp that room completely. So, right. Yeah. I, yeah, that was my second point. I, yeah. I think this is coming at the right time as the Eagles could potentially move on from Rodney McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins, Ronald Darby, and Jalen Mills. It gives them a fresh start and some fresh eyes. If, if not, Sidney Jones and Rizal Douglas also. Who are right. The, basically, the only. There's only a couple guys under contract even left at those positions. Yeah. Um, you you did have, you made a list uh, a couple of days ago of some potential candidates. Any of them that you're particularly fond of? Pay attention to the Browns coaching staff. Uh, yeah, because they're revamping it now with Stefanski there. Right. Um, Steve Wilkes is still up to retain his job as the defensive coordinator there. You might know Steve Wilkes from his one year stint with the Arizona Cardinals before that. Disastrous stint. <laughs> Disastrous stint. Still probably should have been given a little bit more time, but whatever. Anyway, the point is before that, he worked with the Panthers. He was a defensive coordinator. And before that, he was the defensive backs coach. He, from the people that I've talked to in the league, he is revered as one of the top defensive backs coaches in the league. Very smart, very cerebral, really understands. Um, technique very well and teaches technique very well james bradbury is a guy that he worked with he's the guy that developed josh norman um before he completely spun off in washington um he's got a very good reputation the guy under him who i'd be interested in would be Dwayne walker mostly because of his experience in developing young defensive backs especially guys that are drafted high and have high expectations excuse me denzel ward jalen ramsey greedy williams A.J. Boye, or no, 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 sorry, not A.J. Boye, uh, Aaron Colvin. Um, he's had some stops where he's developed his position very, very well. 
um, and gotten the most out of guys. He also has a connection to Andrew Barry with the Browns. He has a connection to Tim Houck. Uh, they were on the same coaching staff at UCLA together. Uh, he would be probably the smartest move. He'd also probably be the most long-term. He's not a guy who's trying to kind of climb the ladder, it seems. Very content with being a defensive backs coach. He understands cover three. He understands cover two. He, he's coach press man. Um, just a versatile background. The other guy we keep talking about is Chris Richard. Yeah, I was just about to mention him. Um, no, there hasn't been any like buzz about him really going anywhere yet. Which is crazy because a couple of years ago he was... The, like the guy, yeah. The guy. And um, I, to me, it'd be a smart hire, uh, especially if you were going to target somebody like a Byron Jones in free <clears throat> agency, have a guy who he's familiar with. That might be a sign that they do plan on going after Byron if they were to go after Richard. Right. I think, you know, I've been asked a lot about the backup quarterback position, and my response has always been it depends on who the quarterback's coach is, depends on or sorry, it depends on who the OC is, uh, for that for that role to change. Because, you know, had they hired Kevin O'Connell, you're probably getting Case Keenum. Uh if they hire Jim Codwell, you're probably getting Joe Flacco. You know, guys that are familiar with the system that can help. A hey, local guy, Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think that that's a very <laughs> legitimate possibility. Really? Joe yeah. Flacco? Uh-huh. I was in, I'm also intrigued. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm intrigued at the idea of Mariota. Because the, the Eagles are like, if you're a backup quarterback, I think you should want to go to Philadelphia anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially got... if you're someone who wants to be a starter again in the league, sign a one-year deal. There's a, I know Wentz played all 16 games, but out of all the quarterbacks in the league, you look at who might get hurt. And what coaches are going to put you in the best position to look good? And I think Mariota has the talent to like be good here in a pinch. It's funny you say that because I was thinking about this the other day. Outside of wide receivers coach and the wide receiver position, if you're somebody who is involved in offense and you have to rehab your, your image, I think the Eagles are the number one destination yeah. because guys have come in here. And done, they, look, no one wanted to touch John Filippo when he got fired by the Browns. No one. And he had to take a demotion, and he was the quarterback's coach. And all of a sudden, two years later, he's the biggest name in, in football. Now he's gone downhill again since he right. left, but he got those jobs. Look at Frank the, Reich. I yeah. mean, Frank Reich was a failed def- offensive coordinator, too. Yeah. Came here, rehabbed his image, suddenly a really great head coach candidate. Um, Corey Unlin, I... Okay, whatever. Uh, you know, so... I think overall, my point is, I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but matching personnel to coach isn't necessarily a home run, but I think, like you said, if they hire Richard, you've probably got a better chance of getting Byron Jones because he's the one that developed him. Yeah. Um, flipping to the other side, I imagine the, that job will probably get filled after, unless they really have someone in mind already after the other two that they have that they've been looking for. Um, we can touch on OC in a second, but wide receiver coach Paul Domowitz of the Inquirer uh, reported that either it sounds like they might be interested in Heinz Ward. It sounds like there's Gett, mutual interest, know, or at least like or at least like the receipt or they're interested in the jobs, kind of. Yeah. Like it sounds like Heinz Ward talked to some people in the building, um, and Bobby Engram. There, Engram was a pretty good NFL receiver. Ward, everybody knows who Heinz Ward is. He's been with the Jets. Uh, Engram has more experience as a coach. Yeah. Uh, a lot more experience. They're intriguing names. Uh, they're guys. You, I think you want guys who your players can be like. All right, this guy has done it. Like Heinz Ward, especially. They're gonna listen to him. And by all accounts, he's a really smart. When, when he was a player, everybody talked about how smart he was with route running and blocking. And you know, him and he was. He has an acting role in the Dark Knight Rises, where the whole stadium's blowing up. He, he was never a kick returner, so I, I never believed that. By the way, but anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you, do you is, acting, is acting on your resume. <laughs> he was in Dark Knight Rises. That's pretty cool for a coach. He, yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, it was a bad movie. And he was he a was... quarterback in college. That's right. And quarterbacks that everybody's always talking about, they see the field better. But, yeah, so he'd be interesting. Uh, I don't know if those are actual legitimate candidates or not. But So here's the thing with Bobby Ingram. So Bobby Ingram, unless his contract expired yesterday, the 14th, when most coaches' contracts um, kind of go kaput, uh, the Eagles wouldn't be able to talk to him unless the – Great Ravens, mission, yeah. yeah, and right now he's a tight ends coach, so he's he's been with the Ravens for four, five years. Uh, he spent the first four years as a wide receivers coach, then they hired David Cully, who's a former Eagles wide receivers coach, actually, probably the longest tenured wide receivers coach they've had in recent memory. He moved to tight ends, that offense was based around tight ends, and you saw a lot of production from those tight ends, so clearly he knows how to develop receivers, helps them with their route running and their technique. He's got more experience than Heinz Ward, um, but less like kind of accolades as a player. But I, I think either one of them could bring in, like you said, I think relatability is important. And we have to remember, look, Doug Peterson likes uh, likes hiring former NFL players. Tim Houck. Um, Philip Daniels. Philip Daniels. Uh, he kept Justin Peel. He kept um, Deuce Staley. Those are guys that he likes to bring in. And while Greg Lewis didn't work out, there's no saying that other guys couldn't. I'm still in favor of them hiring I I Killyard, who was with the Redskins yeah. for five years. Yeah. Um so I mean the fact that there are names coming out, I mean, at least means that they're they're out there like exploring and talking to people right now, most likely. I don't Engram's name coming up is interesting just because like you said, they would have per, have permission, but somebody floated that out there for a reason you would think. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. What that is. But uh offensive coordinator, there hasn't really been any noise around it lately. Um, it, it seems like the, I mean, this might just be a product of people guessing, but there's less noise around Jim Caldwell where it seemed like he was maybe the favorite for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam Schefter, I think, I don't even think he was reporting this. He just kind of mentioned that Ben McAdoo is available, which would be pretty hilarious if they hired the guy they wanted to hire over Doug as the offensive coordinator. I, that would, that would feel like more of a, uh, Jeffrey Lurie hire than a Doug Peterson hire, um, which I think is interesting. But I think we're going to, based on who they hire, might be pretty telling about whether this was a Jeffrey Lurie or a Doug Peterson hire, actually. Yeah, I completely agree. Like if it's Press Taylor, then it was Doug's decision, for example. Yeah. Um, Which I don't think it will be, or I don't think it should be, but... Or so, if Deuce Staley, I, could th- I would think that would be a Lurie decision also. So, I'm of the mind that you shouldn't... As, as a player who... I mean, sorry, as a reporter... Wait, you played in the NFL? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know about this. No, if you've seen my 40, you know I haven't. Um... <laughs> As a reporter who's covered a team where there where an owner has forced coaching moves, I'm not in favor of it. I think it creates an unneeded anxiety uh, amongst the staff. It creates an unneeded tension between the hired candidate and the head coach. It undermines the entire logic of being a head coach. That said, sometimes I think Doug needs to be saved from himself. If, maybe that's the poor choice of words, but like he is loyal to a fault. It's abundantly clear. And I think, look, firing Grow and Walsh was, were the right moves. Un- it's unquestionable. Were they set up to succeed? Turn to the previous podcast to figure that one out. But yeah, I mean, I think they need to go outside. I think Deuce is ready. I've said this several times. I think Deuce is ready to be an offensive coordinator. I just don't think it 
benefits the team having the same four or five voices in the room when they're constructing the offense. Because what is he saying? Or what is Doug Peterson ignoring that he is saying that makes him that much more viable of a, of a voice and a new perspective on this offense? We've seen this offense be stagnant with him. How can we be sure that it's not going to be with him in a higher role? You know what I mean? I guess... The, I guess the devil's advocate opposite side of that would be, I imagine players are more likely to listen to him than Mike Rowe before him. Like they, they really love him in that locker room, I would say. From what I've heard, there have been situations where coaches have come into this locker room and there have been guys that have, veteran players who have thought they've known better. That was a complaint of, of one of the coaches that has previously left the organization, is that some guys think they know everything. And I think having... You mean like a, players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think having an authoritative voice, a guy who's been at that level, who's yeah. succeeded at that level, will, to your point, will yeah. enforce information better. And beyond that, I also wonder if Deuce gets passed over again, if he's like, all right, well, I don't have a path to getting promoted here anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be the move. For him, yeah. yeah for him. I mean, um, well... And, and that would be know. a big loss for the running back room. If yeah, that, I... That's why so I wonder if they think about that. I know you don't want to hire so you don't... You don't want to promote so you don't lose somebody necessarily. He has to be the guy. But I think that's something to think about at least. I mean, I think when we're talking about these candidates, as much as I say I think they should go in from an external candidate standpoint, Deuce is maybe third or fourth on the list if you're including those external candidates. And that's not like a big divide you know what i mean like it, it so let's say okay look let's say your top three choices are jay gruden jim codwell and ben mcadoo jim doesn't want to be an oc again jay gruden doesn't want to be an oc again he just wants to take a year off and then maybe or he wants to call plays himself right right, right. your choices are ben mcadoo or do staley yeah, ben mcadoo flamed out hard in new york i mean nobody's hired him since then <laughs> yeah i mean he's ready to come back now, right yeah way. that was the Air term points. used by adam schefter <laughs> i'm very happy that he i'm ready to you know get win a million dollars win a million dollars <laughs> write the next great screenplay not sure that i'm gonna do it you know what i mean so um that to me is a red flag and look i think deuce would move mountains in ways that grow wouldn't from the standpoint of relatability from the standpoint of commanding respect from press conferences yeah yeah press conferences he can definitely nail those um but again i mean where's where's the change up and maybe the change up comes from you hiring a very good wide receivers coach who's like my grow who can offer a suggestion you know in a way that other maybe that's the new voice and that's how you sell it but to me, I think Jim, like, I've convinced myself that Jim Codwell is the Joe Burrow of p potential candidates. Like, he is the guy, in my opinion, who would invoke the most change. I will say, I think Jason Garrett, uh, his contract ended with the Cowboys, like, yesterday. So, mm -hmm. if the Eagles at least, he's interviewing with the Giants, apparently. Maybe they don't let him leave the building, but I I mean, it'd be interesting if the Eagles tried to talk to him, at least. Uh but yeah, I think that's that's kind of all there is on the coaching church. There hasn't really been that much. Like we said, it's all just like rumors and stuff. But I'm very curious to see how quickly the, they don't need a rush by any means, unless they're competing with the Giants for a guy. Uh, but I would imagine that gets sorted out within the next week or two, probably. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'd expect it to. 
be done before the Senior Bowl. Yeah. From an OC standpoint. I don't know if the position... Because a lot of times when you're at the Senior Bowl, the position coaches kind of are out there looking for jobs. So... All right. So I did promise on the last one we got we went too long, so we said we'd do it on the next episode that we'd go through the roster and go stay or go. Breaking um, news. What? Sorry, as you're saying this, uh, T. Higgins, who seems like the most likely guy, good wide receiver to be available at, at 21. 21 is just declared for the NFL draft. So oh, I thought it was gonna be something bigger than that. Okay. I know, uh, but I like building the suspense. <laughs> All right, to a disappointing conclusion. <laughs> hey, people like well, yeah. I mean, if you're unless you're talking about Henry Ruggs, you're you're pretty much yeah, disappointing no, everybody exactly. anyway. Like I said on Twitter, uh, I'm pretty sure most Eagles fans would give up a limb in order to get Henry Ruggs to the Eagles, and they're all like, "Yep, <laughs> it's January, kids. Come on." <laughs> yeah, for a while. That's true. It is only January. All right, so we'll go through the roster, um, and we'll go with the stipulation that this is who what you think will happen. For, okay, for what, okay, as opposed, as opposed to, to what I would do? Yeah, let's go with that direction, so it's a little more predictive. Um, all right, should we start offense or defense? Let's go defense, because that seems to be where right. the meat of everything yeah, is. Yeah, cool, all right, we'll start on the defensive line. Start at defensive end. Jannard Avery, stay, I think that's an obvious stay. Oh, oh we're doing guys that are actually still not free agents. Yeah, we're, we're going, a... we're going like, everybody important on the roster. Okay, yeah, Avery staying. Every staying. Uh, are we talking about through training camp or we like no, what? Just the next season. Okay, so week one. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Derek Barnett stay though. I am curious. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna exercise the fifth year option. This is gonna be a year where he has to prove that he deserves a big contract, though. I the thing is the conversation. I mean, they're going to do it. I'd be very weary because it'll be a pretty high number. Defensive ends make a lot. Of yeah, money. but it's also he's had some pretty notable injury woes too. So. He's, pretty undisciplined also yeah he hasn't been he hasn't been as good as they needed him to be i think he's been fine but i think he's a pretty good second defensive end they need him to be a really good number one listen back going into the season we said he needed to prove that he could be like a cornerstone and he hasn't proven that yet if he's a 12 sack guy this year they're probably winning two more games yeah all right uh vinnie curry he's a little more interesting i think it's gonna be like the tim journeying situation where they where they tell him to go seek a deal that he doesn't have a mark, a great market. And then they bring him back probably around the draft. So yeah, I think, uh, he stays. I, I, I think he might go. I think, I don't know if he's going to make a lot of money, but I think someone might offer him. He had a decent year, decent enough to be a rotational guy somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brandon Graham stay Sharif Miller. Um, that's like pretty 50, 50. <laughs> I, I almost lean go. But it just depends on who, how many guys they draft or sign. I didn't love the pick. He's a local kid, so I think they... I, think they, he, I feel like he can make it to the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you mean stay, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go with stay. We'll go with we'll stay. Go with stay. Uh, Josh Wett is a stay. We'll see what kind of role they expect out of him based on what they do again. I expect him to be the third end. Yeah. Uh, Unless they sign someone. Deshaun Hall and Joe Osman. Go on. Both of them? Yeah. <laughs> but Joe Osman, man, they love him. <laughs> I Oh, some news on him. I spoke to him. He should be ready for the offseason program, most likely in a limited role. Um, he's making really good progress with the knee injury, supposedly. Yeah, he, he might have made the roster if he was uh, if he was around over Deshaun Hall. I would have taken that bet, yeah. Yeah. All right, defensive tackles. Cox, obvious. Go, you know they're not going to keep that guy. <laughs> uh, Bruce Hector probably go. There's no reason to keep him. 
Uh, Jernigan, I think he fi- he signed somewhere else. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Anthony Rush, I think he stays. He showed enough, although we kind of felt the same way about. Tra- he feels like a Trayvon Hester type, where yeah. we were like, yeah, he played. He like won the game for them. They're gonna keep him, and then they cut him. So, and they needed him later in the year. So. They really did. Yeah. But maybe they learned their lesson, and that's why he stays. Yeah. Um, Malik Jackson, he's an obvious stay. Uh, I guess how confident they are in him returning to like full strength will depend on like how or if they invest in defensive tackle though. I'm interested to see if they ask him to take a pay cut because that could create that could create some issues. Yeah, I'm not sure he'd love that. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, I know you just wrote about this. Uh, they should back. they should bring him back. He's been, of their free agents that they can. We talked about it on the last podcast of their free agents that are worth signing to a one year prove it deal. He makes a ton of sense because he's young. He's young. They they have made a big deal out of investing in the defensive tackle room. Um, he's better than Anthony Rush, so at worst he's your third guy, third incumbent guy. Um, he could fill that Jernigan role, I think, on the cheap. But I still think they're going to draft the defensive tackle relatively high. Yeah, I, I did a seven round mock, and I believe I had them picking one in the third round, one mm-hmm. of their comp picks, or I guess their third on comp pick. Uh, they they kind of have to start developing someone that can be long term next to Fletcher. I think they wanted that to be Jernigan, and then his whole back thing happened and. He hasn't really played that well. And I think Malik, they've always looked at Malik as a two- or three-year answer. So, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start next year and is more of a rotational. Linebacker, Nigel Bradham has a $8 million club option, I believe, and they're almost definitely going to decline that, and he would have to come back on a much cheaper deal, which he won't. Gone. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll get some money somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I didn't think Hicks would get... I mean, he's not the same kind of player as Hicks, but I didn't think Hicks would get the money he did, and then he did, so... No one thought Hicks would Yeah, <laughs> and then he played really well for the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, well, except when he was in coverage, but yeah. But, yeah. I mean, his numbers were pretty ridiculous. Yeah, uh, TJ Edwards back. He'll probably be a starter next year. You don't really need to debate that, right? Right. Same with Nathan no, Gary. He, no, he's going to uh, Duke Riley will be back as the new Camus, and yeah. then Camus will be gone, I think we both think. Yeah, he's definitely gone. Duke Riley... Really go out on the best terms. Duke Riley... Uh, you know, went from a guy who was a bust on the Falcons to being a special teams captain by the time at the end on a new team that he'd only his spent first eight. year for a half a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible. No, I'll have a story on that. Clearly, had an impact on the locker room. So. He did, based on what. Probably stay figure, yeah. stay tuned for my story next week. Yeah, Alec, your guy Alex Singleton. He's gonna stay compete um, for a roster spot in training camp. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's he's a guy that I think they feel comfortable with only on special teams, and that makes it very difficult to predict whether he's gonna be on the roster. But if he becomes one of those guys who's just because like Duke can play on on defense, they have just not trusted Alex at all on defense. And did he get any snaps on defense? Maybe like a handful. Uh, cornerback. This is a, a much more interesting one. Yes. Uh, Ronald Darby. I think we both gone. I mean, you hope he's gone. <laughs> if they bring him back again, like, I don't hope for anything, but I know you. he's gone. Hope in terms. Of, if I was an Eagles fan, I would say like yeah. I don't actually care what they yeah. do. <laughs> I think he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I am curious to see. He'll probably have a one year prove a deal. Someone will sign him because he has the tools. But yeah, Jalen Mills is a, is close to fifty fifty. I think I'm. I, they probably want to bring him back. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't though. Jim's here. Yeah, I know. Jim's uh, but, here. But I'm... I'm... <coughs> oh, man, I'm the one dying this time. <coughs> it's probably f- because of me. Though. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I think Mills is going to have interest in free agency, though. He's a solid number two corner with a lot of starting experience, a lot of playoff experience, uh, good size, good tackler. So I, I think there's going to be... So if somebody offers him a contract, the Eagles don't want to match, I don't think it's inconceivable that he leaves. Yeah, I don't think it's inconceivable. His problem is going to be... 
they're going to have to, like, if he's not in the scheme where they believe he can pretty much do anything, he's going to have to play in a very zone-based defense. Uh, he just, just doesn't have the speed to, to go one-on-one. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's uh, He's going to be an interesting guy to watch. Also because he didn't really play a ton of games this year. so Played half the season, yeah. Right. So if I'm him, I'm thinking to myself, if I can get a two-year deal from the Eagles and then go back into that jar in a couple of years after I I've had two healthy seasons, maybe it works because then you're also setting yourself where if Jim Schwartz leaves, you're kind of covered too. Uh, I'm going to say stay. You're Yeah. I'm leaning go right now. I, I, you could, if you ask me tomorrow, I might change my mind though. The great uh, Jalen Mills debate. <laughs> uh, Sydney Jones, I lean go just based on how many picks they have and thinking that they'll probably sign a, at least a veteran. I maybe just dump him on another team in a trade. I know he looked interesting at the end of the year, but I don't know. Yeah, I think him or Razul are probably gone. Yeah, maybe not both of them, but there's maybe I, both of them, but I, maybe not. I would say there's a twenty five percent chance that both of them are on the roster next year. Like to get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and I feel like Jones would be the more likely one to get rid of. Although maybe Douglas gets more value on the trade well, market. I think, yeah, I, don't I, know. Think that, I think Douglas definitely has more value. But again, like I don't think it would be shocking if both of them were gone next year also. Because like I said, they they might as well revamp this group. They clearly don't trust Razul. They didn't play either of those two guys in the last game. Um, Howie's kind of acknowledged that they have concerns at corner. So, yeah. I mean, and that was a year after saying we need to give these young guys time to mm-hmm. develop. So, um, I think you and, feel... And Sydney making like three good plays at the end of the year isn't enough to like <laughs> abscond him. Well, and Sydney's issue too is like... At this point in his career, you'd like for him to be like the third corner, the nickel guy, and you have two guys who are better at nickel right yeah. now in, in Craven LeBlanc. And a lot of the best free agent corners are nickel corners. Right. So. You know, people have brought up Logan Ryan. He plays a ton at the nickel corner spot. And I was talking to our buddy Teron Davenport from uh, ESPN, who covers the Titans now, and he's saying he says he loves playing nickel. A lot of guys want to play on the outside. Logan Ryan likes to play inside. Yeah. So. Even someone like Chris Harris – a lot of nickel, although he can play on the outside too. Yeah. Like the point being, they're gonna have better guys than him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig James is an interesting one. I think they bring him back for special teams at the least. He probably at best, hopefully he's your fifth corner and not your top four. But yeah, he's your he's your gunner special teams player. Case of emergency on defense because guy. Cravon's not gonna play on special teams anymore, from what I understand. Avante Maddox isn't really that big on special teams either. Um, you need one corner who's like one DB really who one or two DBs who are really just like gung ho about special teams and Craig finished second on the team in in special teams tackles. He's part of that Fab Five group on special teams with the four linebackers. So I think he's back. Um, he's going to have to show a lot on defense during training camp, though. I'm so we both think Avante and uh, Craven will be back, obviously, but For sure. they're strapped um, into lock in, into roster. Yeah, teams. yeah. I'm, so what do you think the cornerback group looks like? You don't even need to say like what the draft pick or free agent would be, but like insert free agent player here. Like what what do you think the five man group is next year? Byron Jones, day two pick, Cravon LeBlanc, Avante Maddox. So that are, are basically their dollar the the, their dollar off. package, and then Craig James. So so you think they do get rid of Razul and Sydney? Yeah, right I don't, if I'm Sydney and Rasul, I'm happy to leave. If yeah, that's well, I got a ring. Rasul in particular, I'm sure. Actually, both of them would probably be happy for a change of scenery. Probably. I think that's it. Is that that and wide receiver, which we'll get to, are going to be the two most interesting. That's spots. why I wanted to save that yeah, offense yeah. for last. Yeah. Uh, safety. 
the two most interesting ones maybe on the on the roster in terms of stay or go are Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod. Uh, they're not both coming back, I think. Yeah, I think that, well... Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe if they bring back one, they bring back both, honestly. I don't know. They can't let Rod hit free agency. I th- if, if they want him at Like, if there's a chance they want him. Yeah. They've spoken about a deal earlier in the year. It just didn't get done. Then they had the losing streak, and so it kind of lingered. Rodney wants to be here. Like, really, I, I don't know if, if uh, Corey leaving is going to change anything, but McLeod's a former undrafted guy, wasn't wanted, had an okay year, okay four years with the Rams, signed here, and probably had the best two years of his career. Last two years have been really up and down. I think he wants to stay here. I think he could take Malcolm's place as the leader in that and. In that secondary, they can't replace both of them in, in the same offseason. So if they're going to make a decision on Malcolm Jenkins and say, hey, we're not going to pay you, they need to put that money towards Rodney McLeod. Um, I don't think Rodney McLeod had a great year. I don't think he had an awesome year. I think he was pretty inconsistent, uh, despite what he told me. Um, of the two, because he's not under contract, he's probably the more likely to go. Would not be shocked if he's the one sticking around and not Malcolm, though. Yeah. I mean, the whole Malcolm thing is very interesting to me. Because if he actually wants as much money as what has been leaked out, which I believe he thinks of himself that way, which is like a top five safety in the NFL, then they're going to let him go. There's no way they pay him that much money. Unless well, that, they structure it in a creative way, I guess. But Well, and as we're talking about that, Grant Delpit from LSU, who would be the one safety I would definitely spend a first-round pick on. Uh, just declared for the NFL draft. Eagles so. aren't the sort of team to draft a safety first. Right, right. I mean, you know, yes, correct. But um, I don't think they've ever done it under Howie, actually. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they haven't really. I don't think they've drafted a corner in the first round since Lito Shepard. So, like, yeah. you know, but maybe I'm forgetting somebody. But I think that sounds right. Um, they spent a heck of a lot of second round picks on him, though. Yeah, second round's a big corner round for them. Yeah, same uh, with safety. Yeah, Nate Allen. Okay. Uh, that pick would have been so good if his Achilles didn't blow out towards the end. You remember that first year? Yeah, he looked good. Yeah. All uh, right, we can go to offense now. We'll start on in the trenches. We'll start offensive line. Uh, Jason Peters, we both think is gone. Yep. Although that, I mean, that's gonna be, it's not going to be an easy conversation trying to tell Jason Peters that they don't want him back. That one's going to come down to the wire too. I think there's going to be Doug, suspense. I, I bet even Doug pushes to bring him back, just knowing Doug. I'm just we're going to be at the combine, and I just know for a fact Howie and Doug are going to let string us string this along. I just you know what I mean. Be like, vague about him. Like remember when they were really vague about Nate Sudfeld? That's how I think this Jason Peters thing is going to be. I mean, he's the new Darren Sproles in a way. Uh, anyway, so. Andre Dillard, Lane Johnson, uh, Brandon Brooks are all back. Isaac Samuel is back. Jason Kelsey, do you think he retires? I think he's going to stick. You think he sticks around? I think this is going to be his I think they draft a center to develop to replace him, though. Yeah, I mean, they would... Realistically, if you look at Isaac's contract, he's the heir apparent to center. I think they like her big. I would not count on that. I think they draft someone. I, I... Yeah, or they sign a priority free agent. Like I think there there will be competition, young competition at that center spot. I think what they like about Kelsey is he's so unique of a body type, and yeah. finding that next guy that can move in the space the way he does because he really does make a lot of their offense go, especially their running game. It's going to be you know 
If they take a, you know, a shot on a guy in the fifth round, I wouldn't blame them. But Isaac does seem to be the guy that they want to be. It doesn't mean he will be. It doesn't mean the plan can't change. But he, mind, he's had he had some really bad snapping issues whenever he's played center. I agree. Look, yeah. I'm not. Look, I'm yeah. telling you. Asked no, no, me to I, talk I about what I what I yeah. think is going to happen. Yeah. That, I, no, that's. I, I think they used one of their ten picks on a center. I don't know how early, but. I think they use that. Uh, Remember, they like centers that can play guard, too. They yeah. like versatility, so it wouldn't shock me if they drafted a guard who can play center. Yeah, you know, that, that makes too. sense, too. Uh, Big V is gone. He's going to get some money. Can we talk about that for a second, though? Because yeah. I've gotten a lot of pushback on that. Um, I think he's gone, too. I think he's going to get starter-level right tackle money. I think a team like Cincinnati would love to have him. The only way I can see him sticking around is if they gave him a really good two-year contract. So he could test free agency. and or, or, you know, if Kelsey retires and you move Isaac inside, maybe he's interested in playing left guard. But, like, I don't know why you would want swing tackle money when you could probably get, at worst, mid-level right tackle money. He's going to get a decent contract, I think. Often, I think often starting offensive linemen get good money. I think he's going to be their biggest compensatory pick return. That that'll that'll be a bet. That, that, I mean, that makes sense. Because the other what well, the other one Rodney McLeod and yeah, Jalen maybe. Yeah, maybe Jalen because Jordan Howard will probably only get like four million. Or if something they like decline that. Nigel's option, he's also yeah that would eligible. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, because he'd be unrestricted at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that those would all be the most. I mean, Jason Peters if he signed somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um. <coughs> Remember, they're they're only like eligible to get like three. So, yeah. or is it four now? I think it's four. I believe it's four. Depends uh, on how many people get signed though, too. So yeah, I know, but the most you can get anyway right. is a uh, quarterback. Uh, Wentz coming back. Josh McCown probably go. go go. Yeah. Nate Sudfeld. Oh, as I was leaving your house, they talked about. Uh, I was listening to the radio. His injury, Josh McCown's injury, oh, yeah. is so ridiculously painful sounding. He's gonna be in bed for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, like he can't do anything. He can't like get up to get ice cream. Like the dude has to. He can't fly on a plane. Like they're like it's really, it's rough, man. And then after that six weeks, he's pretty immobilized still yeah he's so, out for six months or something like that was the total he played with a torn hamstring which i mean that's nuts uh he's a tough dude nate studfeld probably not coming back but i mean it wouldn't be outlandish to think they they like him enough to bring him back either so here's what's interesting about him to me i think he's going to go into the market thinking look i want to be a number two quarterback i have to climb this totem pole it's been four years problem is where you could say, hey, he could go to the Colts, but the problem is they could turn around and draft Jordan Love in the middle of the first round, and then you're behind not only Jordan Love, but you're probably behind Jacoby Brissett, too. Um, you could go to New England, which seems to be the posh thing to do if you're behind Brady. And that, that wouldn't be the—I mean, they'd probably draft someone, too, you would think. I mean, they have Jared Sidham, too, so it's not like—you know what I mean? Like— Cody Kessler was the backup there all year, but it was because Jared Sidham basically was impossible to use at a moment's notice. Sorry to screech the table there. Um, you know, maybe he goes to the, a place like the Dolphins. But the problem is, is look, the optics of the situation, he was set to be the number two guy. They've been training him to be this number two guy. 
breaks his wrist, if they really believed in him, they could have waited out the month with Cody Kessler as the backup. I mean, if Bill Belichick feels comfortable with him, Doug Peterson <laughs> probably should. Um, and on top of that, he didn't play it all this year. So you're judging him based off of 25 throws that he made during the regular season, the two previous years, and then some preseason starts. Not great optics. So if I'm him, I try to come back on a one-year deal if it's there. That said, the next guy who was not on the 53-man roster, who was on the practice squad, is Kyle Lalletta, who basically has had the same career trajectory as Sudfeld through his first two years. To me, he's a good project number three guy. He's a local guy. Um, he's got some arm talent. He had a really good preseason. Uh, he wouldn't have been cut if they didn't draft Daniel. The Giants didn't draft Daniel Jones because yeah. it doesn't really make sense to have two young guys. But yeah, and they love Alex Tanny up there. So yeah, who knows why? Um, he can do a lot of trick shots. But yeah, I, I side with you. I just wouldn't be shocked if he's back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, running back, Boston Scott Miles coming back. Corey Clement, I think he's back in training camp. I don't know if he makes the team though. So I'm I'm writing about this for this for the weekend. He's going to be a restricted free agent. If I'm the Eagles, I'm not tendering him. Yeah, there's no reason to. Now, they could tender him at the right of first refusal. That contract this year was two point zero two five million. Which is in line with the fourth year of a day three pick, uh, fourth the fourth year of a day three pick, like a guy. In, that's basically what Jalen Mills made this year, um, as a seventh round pick. Not really pricey. The thing is, is you could sign him for less than that, almost definitely. I mean, his, his value has tanked over the last two years. He's only played fifteen total games. Um, didn't have a carry last year, so. From from an optic standpoint, you probably feel good that you can re-sign him to be the kick returner and be a special teams ace next year without having to worry about him having an offensive role. Um, I doubt he has a huge market. Um, maybe somebody like Joe Douglas takes a flyer on him, but as of right now, I think he's back. I don't know if he makes the team through training camp. Yeah, that would be what I think. Elijah Holyfield... Uh, probably doesn't make the team unless he has like a really good training camp, but he'll be on the training camp roster at least. What's interesting about him, D'Angelo Henderson, who was on their practice squad for most of the year, didn't resign and ended up going to the XFL. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because they, they really didn't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, if you the way it was spun to me was if they're bringing up JJ who has no burst left, and That's they're what bringing I'm saying. up, they yeah, they I mean, didn't like, like him. Yeah, yeah. So why was he there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just a body, you know, in training camp, or sorry, on the practice squad, I guess. Yeah, just filling um, a role. Jordan Howard, I I lean towards uh, go, but he's another guy that if a couple weeks go by and he doesn't get the offers he likes, he comes back here for $3 million or something. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that if from his, uh, from his standpoint, I would want to come back basically because I know what I could do in the system. Yeah. I know I'm not going to be the number one guy, but I just had a shoulder stinger. My market value is gone. I missed almost nine games. Look, they got this young kid that they're going to use like as a bell cow. They also have this other guy who's lightly sprinkled in. I can rehab my value. I can also keep some fresh legs going to the playoffs, maybe have some moments in the playoffs, be successful, and then go sign another contract and get a nice two- or three-year deal elsewhere. To me, it makes a ton of sense to sign him to a one-year deal. 
I agree. Wide receiver, the most fun. Uh, depend on, depending we'll on your point of view. The top. Uh, Shelton Gibson, who will be on the training camp roster again. <laughs> will he be on the week one roster? No. no. <laughs> but I didn't expect to have another training camp with Shelton Gibson. Is all. I'm excited about it, to be honest. <laughs> new number, new, new life. Robert Davis and or Deontay Burnett. I think Robert Davis is a decent shot at being on the practice squad. Maybe the fifth wide receiver. I'm intrigued by De- uh, Deontay Burnett. Me too. Uh, it really good. On what, it depends on what they do. They're not going to keep like seven receivers, obviously. So it kind of just depends on how many new guys they add and who they get rid of. So as quarterbacks grow mature, typically they get a little bit more say in personnel. Depending on how Carson viewed Davis and Burnett during that run, I mean, he really got to see what they were, especially on Burnett tape. had a 40-yard catch. Yeah, I mean, he trusted him basically right away. I think a lot of that had to do with Josh McCown. Um if Josh McCown's the wide receivers coach, I think it's a pretty safe bet that Burnett's the number five guy. None of these guys should be more than number five on the roster. Yeah. Uh, Greg Ward, I think he's back. He's back. Uh, probably the fourth wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, our single white side obviously is back. Deshaun Jackson. He, he's probably going to be the fifth wide receiver. Our single white. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he, unless he, he really to, shows something. I mean, they, they should be going into this like he's a guy fighting for a roster. Not, maybe you don't cut him, but... They need it needs to be okay. Everything, anything he could give you at this point is gravy because he looked bad the first year. He's in. He's probably the most endangered second round pick the Eagles have had going into a second year that I can remember. Well, really, J- Jaquan Jarrett would be the other one. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. he is really in the Jaquan. Yeah, since Jaquan, he is really because they cut him after one year, I believe, right? Uh, I thought he was here for two, but here, yeah, you use your search muscles for that one. Um. Comes, but, up, comes up right away because there's nobody else spelled a J-A-I-Q. He actually <laughs> had a, a decently long career. Yeah, he was he there for two years. Game. Okay, it was two years. Well, yeah. he only played one game in 2012. Right. Was he cut during that season? No. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. cut in September. So he played one game and that was cut. Yeah, he played. Yeah, because if you remember, I think, he, I think he was there for two games. and then they. Just... I'll never forget them having him cover Larry Fitzgerald in the playoffs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All-time bad move. Yeah. Uh, Good, bad job by you. All right, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I think they bring him back. Probably will have to be at a reduced pay, and I'm curious if Deshaun is willing to do that or not. I would think he would be. Yeah, he I don't wants think anybody's going to give him more money than the Eagles already are. I think he's um, got some unfinished business here, yeah. I, I am intrigued by him as, as like a part-time guy, and you also get a speed guy either in the draft or Robbie Anderson, so you can actually have multiple guys with speed for once, which would be nice. Um, but I, my gut says he's back. I think they're kicking. He's still pretty active, part of the team and behind the scenes, actually. Yeah, he's admired by the young wide receivers. I think they're going to keep six wide receivers next year. I think that's smart given their injury history. Deshaun will be used a lot more in the slot next year, is what I'd imagine. So you would have Greg Ward, you'd have Deshaun Jackson rotate in the slot. Probably whoever you draft, you probably want to draft a guy who can play three spots. You don't really want a JJ or Sickle Whiteside situation. Um, and I think those top two guys are going to be new guys. Spoiler alert. Also on Jeffrey. Go um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy to get rid of him, but I don't see any way we can bring that guy back. I, I think... Uh, and Nelson Aguilar, we both think he's gone too. Yeah, yeah, you don't even need to talk him. about that. Yeah. But with Alshon, I think you're going to see a few like NBA-style trades or just guys just taking taking the loss. It's Just the bite, cap, biting the bullet of the contract. Yeah, because the cap yeah. keeps rising. So technically you're, you know... And they're probably going to have roughly $30 million anyway. You just take the bullet. I mean, you, you sometimes you got to, you know. Um, I, mean, I think Howie Roseman. There's some team out there that's desperate for a receiver that'll take him for nothing. 
the issue is his impasse of physical, right? So if he's yeah. traded, you, you well, but Akeem Talib was traded while he was hurt. Yes, he was. But he's also he was also acquired to basically become a free agent. Like yeah. they, they were, they had no plans of using him. Well, if the Eagles are attaching a draft pick, that could be the case again in theory. Yeah, and they have ten picks. Like if if that's it, what I'm if like, it were me, I would attach one of the two fourth round yeah, that, compensatory that, picks. That's what I was thinking. Probably one of the fourths. And um, you know, and then roll. And then in theory, the team that's taking him maybe is getting a future number one receiver. But even if we all know that he's not actually that anymore, yeah, Joe Douglas he, loves that. Guy, I don't so think he's that in the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's that at this point. <laughs> no, um, but whatever. Uh, I just don't see him back. All right, that's everybody. Did I miss anybody on IR? Oh, you missed uh, the specialists. They're all coming back. <laughs> uh, Interesting to see if Cam Johnson gets that Jordan extension. Jordan Mailata? I didn't say him. Yeah, Jordan Mailata. I think they want him to be the swing guy, but I think it's pretty premature to think he could be that. <laughs> I mean, he's never played a meaningful I, game ever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he's ever. And IR both years. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add about coaching search or anything going forward before we go? Eagles extra sign up. <laughs> yeah, do that. You'll you'll find out about the coaching search when it happens. Um, Harold, I would say Harold, Harold Carmichael going in the Hall of Fame, by the way, which is cool. Yeah, pretty dope. Um, keep an open mind with position coaches. The OC, I think you can jump to immediate conclusions for the most part, mainly because you have to look at his optics and you he's not really calling plays, so you're more so probably debating whether or not his philosophies and his background fit what would work or extend or evolve the offense. But with position coaches, I would say be a little patient. Um, You can look at their track record. Look, Corey Allen had a glowing resume before he got to Philly. That was a huge hire back in, back when Chip hired him. People were raving about that. Bill Lazor was a guy a lot of people raved about. Um, So again, just be patient. I know it's tough. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up on that note. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Sign up for Eagles Extra. Leave us some comments. Write us some reviews. And we'll talk to you soon.